Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. So I'm looking at the calendar for Congress and thinking, man, sucks to be them. They've got a lot to do in December. But then I'm like, wait, that means it also sucks to be Nicholas Wu because he's going to be stuck at the Capitol covering all this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, kind of comes with the territory, right? Congress tends to push a lot of these deadlines to the end of the year. And then um, oftentimes they either end up kicking the can or they reach some kind of big year end deal uh, tying everything up together. And that's um, what we're seeing here. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today, I guess rather than a Christmas card, I should be sending you a condolences card in memory of your free time. (laughs) (laughs) Nicholas Wu on Congress's dreadful December of deadlines. Um, Let's pull out our holiday calendars and look at all those exciting holiday dates ahead for Congress. Um... Our colleague Catherine Tolley McManus recently highlighted three important dates in the Huddle newsletter that I wanted to talk with you about today. Um, first off, December 3rd, that's when the current stopgap measure funding the government expires. So federal dollars would dry up at that point. Um, I mean, what are we looking at? That, that's, that's really soon. Could we just see federal funding end? That's something that always, uh, you know, lawmakers try to avoid and the federal government would hope doesn't happen. But, you know, government shutdowns have happened in the past uh, when lawmakers in both parties have been unable to come to any sort of deal here. And and the problem is, is that uh, given the slim vote margins that Democrats have in the House and Senate, um, any kind of government funding bill uh, is going to require Republican support. And so therein lies the problem. <laughs> you need something that you can get Republicans on board for, and uh, that's going to make it very tricky to do so. Is there any indication here that like, we could see Republicans actually being opposed to passing something that does keep funding going for the government? It's possible. Some Republicans have talked about uh, opposing government funding if, if uh, you know, it, it does not defang the Biden administration's um, uh, vaccine mandates. But there's certainly some uh, talk on Capitol Hill of trying to reach at least some sort of short-term compromise here. Hmm. Sticking with money fears, um, if, if a government shutdown isn't scary enough, the second date we're looking at here is December 15th. That's when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says uh, the deadline is for dealing with the debt ceiling to avert a catastrophic default on the nation's debt. Um, I mean, what sort of path forward is there at this point to preventing that from happening? Well, Congress could pass legislation to uh, raise or suspend the debt ceiling. And you know, we, we've seen talks open between um, Senate leaders to try to do so. And it, it's a much different place um, than they were in a few months ago when you know, we, we almost did uh, run up to the brink there. And so it, at the very least, they're talking. Um, and that definitely shows some kind of progress um, towards a compromise here. Now, whether or not they can actually pull one out remains to be seen. What might that actually look like? Um, like, did, I, I know last time there was talk about like whether the debt ceiling would be raised or whether like we would get rid of the debt ceiling entirely. Do we know what the actual compromise could end up looking like? Um, we don't yet. It, you know, it's it's something that uh, congressional leaders are keeping uh, pretty close to their chest here. Hmm. Okay. Um, 
another date here that probably will stick out to a lot of people. December 25th. Um, Christmas is the goal for Democrats um, actually trying to take up the social spending package, this huge piece of President Biden's agenda. I mean, I just got to ask your uh, cold winter prediction here. Do you think they're actually going to do this before Christmas? Um, you know, the, I think that's something that, uh, you know, lawmakers are certainly saying they're hopeful about doing. You know, Weider Schumer has you know, talked about trying to get this done by the end of the year. But, you know, a lot of this comes down to uh, uh, how, how fast the Senate and particularly its key centrist, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema, are willing to move here. I mean, if there's other stuff they want looked at, if there's other analyses they want done, this could delay the process. And so uh, we'll be watching this very closely over the coming weeks. I know that negotiations on this package are ongoing, but at this point, what are the big highlights of what will probably be in it if it is passed or if there is progress on it before the end of the year? There's a whole lot that's in the package and a whole lot that's still in flux. But what we do know is probably going to stay in there is everything from uh, universal child care to billions of dollars to fight climate change um, and then also changes uh, um, to prescription drug um, pricing uh, negotiations for Medicare. Uh, what could change on the other hand are things like um, immigration, for example, uh, something that um, progressives and House Democrats really want to remain in the bill, but, you know, um, could be somewhat tricky to include given the very specific rules um, in the Senate for what can be included in these kinds of bills. So overall, there is a lot that needs to happen in essentially at this point, one month. Um, I mean, I'm curious, like, obviously, lawmakers want to go home for the holidays. They probably don't want to be stuck at the Capitol. You definitely don't want to be stuck at the Capitol. <laughs> Do you think that does, at the end of the day, like, influence negotiations at all? Like, are there times we can point back to in the past where it's like people just want to get home? So maybe they like really want to get something done or they end up like pushing it to the next year? Yep. It, it's something that, uh, you know, the, the calendar ends up being an incentive for a lot of lawmakers to get things done. You know, they, you, you see the um, SUVs lined up outside the Capitol waiting <laughs> to take members of Congress away uh, to the airport. And you hear folks grumble about being there late at night or closer to the holidays. And so, yeah, that, that that's definitely something that can help force a compromise here. Hmm. Um, looking back at this year in Congress as somebody who's covering it day in and day out, how would you rank the importance of the weeks ahead, especially when you consider the fact that they're going to be hopefully making some significant progress on Build Back Better in the Senate? Like, how significant are the next four weeks sort of in comparison to some of the stuff we've already seen so far this year? Well, the interesting thing is that a lot of the drama of the past few months where we saw all this squabbling among um, at least House Democrats over, uh, you know, how quickly to move these packages and, uh, you know, whether they would move together or not, whether the infrastructure bill would pass at the same time as Build Back Better. Um, you know, that's kind of off the table now that the infrastructure bill has been passed and signed into law. Mm. And uh, for that matter, the Build Back Better Act has passed the House. To a certain degree, um, as a lot of Democrats I've talked to see, you know, you know, things with Build Back Better are kind of baked in now. Like um, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez uh, told me and some other reporters last week that, you know, 90 percent of that bill um, is baked in. 
However, it's that other 10% that could change that you know could potentially cause some heartburn uh, for House Democrats here. And that's where this will be more pivotal. What changes are actually made in the Senate, whether Joe Manchin puts down his foot on any one provision and what the parliamentarian takes out, uh, that's going to help uh, uh, determine the course for this bill. Nicholas Wu, thanks so much for talking with me. Thank you, Jeremy. Also today, the Biden administration is asking a federal court to lift an order halting its vaccine or test mandate for private employers, arguing that delaying the standard could have significant impacts outside the workplace. Attorneys for the administration also said that if the court rejects the request to lift the overall stay, it should allow the federal government to impose a requirement in the broader mandate that unvaccinated workers wear masks and be routinely tested for coronavirus while the issue makes its way through the courts. Earlier this month, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans issued the stay blocking the rule, but the legal fight over the mandate is now before the Sixth Court of Appeals, after nearly three dozen lawsuits filed in multiple federal appeals courts against the rule triggered a lottery to consolidate the cases. And a bipartisan group of senators are asking the Armed Services Committee to include an amendment to expand banking services to the cannabis industry in the National Defense Authorization Act, which the Senate is expected to take up next week. In a letter to the committee on Tuesday, Senators Jackie Rosen, Kevin Kramer, Gary Peters, Angus King, and Mark Kelly said the move, which would allow banks to offer services to the cannabis industry without fear of federal punishment, would, quote, support a rapidly growing industry that creates jobs, supports small businesses, and raises revenue in states that have chosen to legalize cannabis while reducing safety risks. The House passed the NDAA with cannabis banking language in September. The Politico Dispatch production team includes senior editor Raghu Manavalan, senior producer Jenny Ament, and executive producer Irene Noguchi. Just a heads up, we're going to be away for Thanksgiving, but we'll be back with more episodes soon. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.